chapter 3 or verse 1 to 5 listen he says and he entered the synagogue again I want you to understand what's going on here because this will help you understanding because there's some things we want to discuss later on this is supposed to be the introductory part of what we're going to do and now says and he entered the synagogue again and a man was there who had a withered hand so they watched him closely whether he would heal him on the sabbath so that they might accuse him and he said to the man who had the withered hand step forward then he said to them is it lawful on sabbath to do good or to do evil to save life or to kill but they kept silent you know people will never answer you when you ask them a question because they don't want to admit the truth it's happening a lot in, in the western world today when you ask them what is a woman and say, you know, I can't tell you what a woman is. No, they can't, but they can tell you what a cat is. That's where we are right now. Verse 5 is where I'm going to. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their heart, he said to the man, stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. So you see, the Pharisees did not doubt that he could heal the man. What they doubted was whether it was right to heal the man on Sabbath. So you see why we need to be grounded in the word? Because there are certain things God will want to do for you and with you and through you that you don't doubt the possibility. Your own doubt is whether it is right. So is that scriptural? Recently, we had a discussion in a WhatsApp group that we manage and somebody raised a question about the seven mountains of culture that we use in teaching about influencing society with the kingdom and the gospel of God. And the person said, what is the origin of this seven mountain thing? And he hears this from a prophecy somebody gave some years, years back. And he doesn't, he's, he's wondering how scriptural that is. So we shared some scripture and the person's major bone of contention was that the fact that it came through prophecy makes it even questionable because it's never written verbatim in the scripture and I asked the person this simple question what is the, the meaning of the word scriptural the scriptural meaning only the things that is mentioned in scripture so you shouldn't wear gucci because gucci is not mentioned in the scripture you shouldn't drive cars because cars are not written in scripture you shouldn't fly planes because planes are not written in scripture must everything be written in scripture for you to know what is scriptural so scriptural means has two things number one it can be that it's written in scripture. Number two, it may not be written in scripture, but it does, but it agrees with scripture and does not contradict scripture. And I said to him, does the Bible not say go into all the worlds? And he says so. So here we are going to, he said he agrees with all that. The only contention he has is what we are saying is that the Lord said. Now, this brings me to an important point about prophetic ministry because a lot of people think the prophetic ministry is trying to add to scripture no god can speak to you and it has nothing to do with adding to scripture he can speak to you and it has nothing to do with what influencing doctrine and this is what i want you to understand about this if you have this kind of limiting belief when well, look at these pharisees they didn't have a problem with healing the sick that was not their problem 
they didn't have a problem with the healing power of God flowing through Jesus. They didn't have that. Their problem was why do it on the Sabbath? That violates scripture according to their level of understanding. And that's what's hindering so many things that the God wants to do through the prophetic. So people say, how can God tell you about seven mountains? They don't have a problem with God telling you the next election. Their own is, this thing seems to be adding to scripture in their own opinion it is not adding to scripture and i will give a simple understanding of this and i was sharing with some of my disciples about this and i explained to them that see prophecy has different ramifications certain prophetic words especially when god is speaking to you as his child and his friend sometimes he will come to advise you or, or think for you so you're having a debate of how what should i get for my husband for his birthday he can give you inspiration. It's not a doctrine. If you want to give a good gift for your husband, the Lord told me to do this for my husband. If you do it also, it will bless your husband and your... No! That's not what the prophetic word... God is just giving you insight. I give you a practical example of a woman of God who was teaching her church about hearing from God. And suddenly, people now began to put the, the teachings into practice. So one of them, he prayed, God speak to me, what shall I do, what shall I do? And he thought he heard the Lord say, prepare some sandwiches and take it to the beggars in one particular street. He got there and there was no beggar there. And it was winter, of course, in foreign lands, basically, most times they have, or similar climbs, they have shelters for homeless people. So those people couldn't stay outside during the winter. They went to those shelters. So he realized, ah, I don't think I heard from God. But there was a second story that was very encouraging. This young man heard from the Lord and did what the Lord said. And this is what happened. The woman of God who was teaching this was preparing dinner for her guests that came to visit her. Since I cannot use the example, the actual food he was preparing, or used by a native food that we will prepare here. Let's say she was preparing pounded yam for them. And she had finished preparing the pounded yam, which would go with soup, and forgot to prepare the soup. She had served the pounded yam when she realized, wow, I forgot the soup. How does she tell them? How does she start going to prepare the soup when she has called everybody to the table? In that moment, her bell rang and the disciple from church came and said, the Lord told me to prepare the soup for you. I don't know if I heard correctly, but I just simply obeyed. The woman was grateful. She served the soup with the pounded yam and everybody had a nice meal. They never knew where the soup came from. They never knew that this soup was not prepared in the kitchen. You never knew the woman forgot to prepare the soup. It was a sovereign move of God. Now, does that mean it's doctrine? It's not doctrine. That was God just helping somebody salvage a, an embarrassing situation. Can God do that? Yes. So sometimes he will speak to you just to counsel, just to give you an advice on how something should be done. You can have a business and you're wondering, how should I go about this business? And he gives you an idea. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do it that way? That insight comes. It is the Lord. God doesn't speak to you only about matters of doctrine and matters about kingdom and evangelism and all of that. No, He speaks about your daily life. He cares for you that much. So if you have this kind of problem the Pharisees had that your mind has been blocked from hearing what God is saying, you don't progress so much. And He wants to do so much with us. This is why it's called school of the prophet. You must be grounded in the word of God. So if you don't know what the word of God has made provision for, if you don't know the word of God has made certain possibilities available to you, when those possibilities are coming your way, you will think they are of the devil. 
just like how somebody taught that oh if the lord is saying seven mountain and it's not in scripture it must not be of god don't let those things hinder you don't let those limitations hinder you god wants to speak to you god wants to give you an edge in life may the lord help us in jesus name so mark chapter 16 verse 14 it says later he appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart so you see what made their hearts harden was unbelief i want you to notice the recurring theme of unbelief so this was a different level of they believed that he was a mighty man he was a mighty man of god they believed every but they didn't believe that he could raise from the dead i can be raised from the dead who does that but he has raised the dead three times in our presence Yes, but he laid hands on them and they raised this one. Who laid hands on him? So their mind were limited and it caused unbelief. That's what hardened their heart. Unbelief hardens their hearts. It does not allow the word of God to take root. So the word of God does not go beyond the experience of joy to the experience of endurance, where you can endure the word. I remember some movies I've seen where somebody is saying, a girl is in trouble, go and help her. And he says, well, what's his business? She has broken up with him. Then they tell him she's pregnant for him. I say, what? So someone who was willing to give up on someone before, hears of something that makes him want to go the extra mile. That's what it means when you have a deep rooted experience in the word of God. You have come to the point where you can endure for him, not just rejoice for him. Because some of the things you call deep revelations are the things that excite you. And if they excite you, you are still on the shallow ground. There is a deeper level to go through. The things that make you endure, that makes you persevere, then you've come to the deep things. 